The late 19th century was a time of dramatic change for the French. The Second Empire had collapsed abruptly in military defeat at the hands of a Prussian-led coalition of German states in the fall of 1870. A republic, Francis III, was immediately proclaimed, but, as had been the case since the Revolution of 1789, republic meant different things to different people. To the workers of Paris, unable or unwilling to flee the German troops who now laid siege to the capital, the new regime represented an opportunity to implement direct local and social democracy under the Commune. For more conservative citizens attempting to make the best of military debacle, foreign invasion, and the political vacuum resulting from Napoleon III's abdication, the Republic's value lay elsewhere. In the words of its first president, Adolphe Thiers, it was the regime that divides us the least. After weeks of stalemate and under pressure from Bismarck, Thiers sent French troops into Paris, where they massacred thousands of communards, bringing the latter's experiment in self-government to a violent conclusion and sending many of the survivors into exile. The dual trauma of military defeat and civil war was compounded by the foundation, at Versailles no less, of a united German empire led by the Prussian king. The existence of a dominant, ambitious, and populous neighbor to the east was made all the more threatening to the French by their own stagnant demography and the cession of Alsace and part of Lorraine to the new German Reich. Confronted with so much apparent evidence of national decline, the French were particularly sensitive to the radical changes occurring as the 19th century drew to a close. Although much of that change was contested by social conservatives and the Third Republic's political opponents, the new regime had a good deal of which to be proud. The reparations imposed by Germany were paid off faster than even the most optimistic French could have hoped. Universal male suffrage was once again the law of the land, and early challenges by monarchists and other political opponents of the Republic were successfully parried. To shore up and expand their base, the Republicans passed legislation making primary schooling obligatory and free. New public schools opened their doors in communes across the country, promoting a Republican civic culture offering educational opportunities to all children, and suggesting the coming of a secular meritocratic age.